Mediated Conversation on SAFM. Good morning. Time for your Mediated Conversation this Tuesday morning. As you know, about three months ago, the Premier of Gauteng, Panyaza Lesufi, formally introduced the first group of what he calls crime wardens in the province. These are people, some have received around one month, some around two months training. They've been given a green uniform and in some cases a weapon. They've been told to go into communities to try and reduce crime. Last week, the Daily Maverick website published an investigation they say shows that in fact this program has been introduced illegally. In other words, they say the Gauteng Provincial Government has not properly implemented these wardens. At the same time, There are some evidence and some claims that some of these wardens may be abusing their powers and using violence against ordinary people. But the Gauteng Provincial Government says it will continue to implement this plan. First this morning, you'll hear from one of the people who wrote the investigative piece for Daily Maverick, their editor of Maverick Citizen, Mark Haywood. Then we approached the Gauteng Provincial Government to ask for someone to respond to this claim. The Premier's office told us to speak to the Gauteng Safety Department. The Safety Department told us to speak to the Premier's office. In the end, TJ Masalela is the chair of the Gauteng Provincial Community Police Board. He, as I understand it, supports the crime wardens. He's agreed to share his view with you this morning. And Dr. Guy Lam is a criminologist at the University of Stellenbosch. We start then with Mark Haywood. Mark, good morning. Good morning, Stephen. Why do you believe the Gauteng crime wardens and the way they've been set up is illegal? Well, Stephen, let me just step back and very briefly create context for this to answer your question. There's no doubt that crime is out of control in Gauteng. Uh, Horrifying statistics were released again last week, I think showing nearly 1,900 murders in in, in three months. And there's no doubt that Premier Le Sufi is absolutely right to prioritize crime prevention and to target additional financial resources, funds, and person power at crime. The problem is that the way he is going about it, and there's two problems with the way he's going about it. One is that many people say, in fact, it's not the most efficient and likely to be effective strategy, this crime prevention wardens. And the second, to answer your question, is that it has been done unlawfully. Now, let me explain what I mean by unlawfully. In in our law, Uh, The people who are assigned to police uh, to ensure our safety and security are the police. But the law also allows the appointment of what are known as peace officers. There's a section in the Criminal Prevention Act, Section 334, which allows people like the Premier to appoint peace officers and to assign those peace officers actually very wide powers. You'd be surprised at how much powers they're given to arrest, to investigate, to go into people's houses, very extensive uh, uh, powers. But in order to to be able to utilize Section 334 and appoint crime prevention officers, uh, peace officers, you have to have a consultation with the Minister of Justice and Correctional Services. The Minister of Justice and Correctional Services has to give permission, and that permission has to be published in a government gazette. And that government gazette has to set out the specific conditions, the powers, the groups of people who will be appointed or who can be appointed to these positions. Now, unfortunately, uh, at this point, as we speak, even though there are 6,000 crime prevention wardens on the streets, even though a billion rand nearly has been spent on them, there is no government gazette and there is no permission. And that really 
is the nub of the legal problem that we have identified. Has there been an attempt to legalize them that just got caught up somewhere? Or has there been no attempt to try and do this properly? Yes, there has. I mean, uh, questions started to be asked about this about two months ago, um, initially by Brett Heron of the Good Party in a parliamentary question. Subsequently, I've written to the Minister of Justice and the, and the Gauteng Premier. The Gauteng Premier says we wrote in June 2023 requesting permission. The Minister of Justice says we are considering that request uh, and we are in consultation with the Minister of Police. But the request has not been granted. So, you know, Stephen, in my view and in the view of the law, there's a reason that you ask the Minister of Justice, and it's to prevent an abuse of power. And the problem is that it's precisely abuses of power against innocent members of the community that we are starting to hear reports about. I'm going to come to that in just a moment. I just want to tie off this legal aspect first. So in your view, Mark, and I realize you're not an attorney and neither am I, but I know you've, yep. I'm sure you've consulted with lawyers. So then do they have no power at all? They're literally a person wearing, I think, a green uniform, but they can't tell me or you or anyone. They have no powers like a police officer or even a peace officer would have. Would that be right in your view? As the law stands at this moment as we speak, they have no power at all, including no power to arrest. And it's not just, as you say, Mark's view on this. I can tell you, I won't name him, but uh, one of the most senior uh, legal advisors once upon a time to the presidency has contacted me and said, I can't find a government gazette. I can't find anything in LexisNexis. This means that they do not have legal powers at this moment in, in time. Okay. Then are they working with police officers or in some cases, from what you understand, are crime wardens working on their own without the supervision of a police officer? So, Stephen, there are some questions which we're continuing to investigate and we will reveal more about in coming days about the training, about the supervision. They should be working with police officers. They should be assigned to police station. They should be complementing the day to day work uh, of, of police and traffic officers. That is what the law uh, requires. Um, but we need to, to establish more about more information about just exactly how they be, are being supervised and how they are being directed on a day-to-day -day basis. Okay. You've then suggested that there's been some abuse. They've abused their status as crime wardens. What do you believe they've been doing that suggests they're abusing their power? Well, I mean, we published in the Daily Maverick last week a really horrendous story about a young man in Katlehong, uh who had a group of wardens accompanied by a police officer, allegedly, arrive at his home on two occasions. And on the second occasion, they kicked him almost to death, to the point that he was admitted to hospital for five days, to the point where today he is unable to urinate, uh, he has had to have a catheter installed. He is traumatized and depressed. And there's no question that the, the wardens were involved. He's reported it to the police. He's reported it to the ICU. And we are beginning to pick up similar stories. Now, I don't want to exaggerate this, Stephen. I'm not saying that every single one of 6,000 uh, uh, of these wardens is responsible for this. But the system must make sure that not a single one of these people is able to get away with this type of abuse because if it does happen it will defeat the whole objective ultimately 
What do you believe needs to happen now? Must the program be scrapped? Must it be formally legalized correctly? Well, I think it should be formally legalized. Uh, there's no question about that. But I think there needs to be open cards by the province on what training these men and women have undertaken, what exact powers they are being given, uh, what weapons they're being given, and what uh, complaint mechanisms exist, easily accessible complaint mechanisms to members of the public who have who have experienced abuse. There's just one bigger question, Stephen, perhaps not time to explain it today. But again, in my research and investigations, people I've spoken to who are crime experts at the Institute for Security Studies and so on say that, in fact, this, whilst it might be a nice to have is not the best strategy to target the most dangerous crime and criminals that are afflicting our communities. And that is something that must must be given, I think, very, very serious consideration, because in particular, it is this epidemic of murders that we need to stop. Mark Haywood, thank you. The editor at Maverick Citizen. You were there, SAFM. It's 18 minutes to nine. Your immediate conversation around the Gauteng crime wardens continues. Just to remind you, we did approach the Gauteng provincial government to talk about this. The Premier's office referred us to the Safety Department. The Safety Department referred us to the Premier's office. However, TJ Masalela is the chair of the Gauteng Provincial Community Police Board. I believe that he supports the wardens. TJ, good morning. Good morning, Good morning, Steve. And thanks for the opportunity. I don't want to put words in your mouth, so let me speak. So, so let me allow you to speak for yourself. Do you support the crime warden program? Oh, definitely. Any attempt or um, to fight crime uh, the legal way, the correct way, is supported, including citizens of the republic who have also a responsibility. Every one of us to report crime, but also to do citizen arrest when necessary. Have you seen an impact? on crime? Have you seen a change in what's happening? In other words, we've seen uh, violent crime really increasing in Gauteng and in other places since the end of the pandemic. Do you believe that they're having an impact on stopping crime? I think the first three months was more of a crime prevention, visibility, deployment. So we are deployed with our community patrollers. It's very easy to talk when you're not on the ground, on the field. The kind of work I've sent, the your producer, uh, the, the, the work, success, successes that has been done in the last three months. I, I couldn't even send a lot because I was going to cloud the space. But um, there's a lot that uh, that has been happening and we see some of the confiscated uh, uh, illegal uh, including the fake goods and and uh, people arrested even in the zamazama space because they are deployed with the police you see they they will never get the this uh, wardens and our community patrollers deployed alone they're always deployed with the police officers uh, the metros and uh, the halting traffic so it's incorrect that they will just be deployed yes we are seeing a lot of work that has been done but steve you can only see this if you are if you are on the ground if you are in the township if you go to the hostels just recently they did the the the, the, the Naledi hostel with the Prima, uh, sorry, with the uh, Houting uh, Provincial Commissioner. You must you must uh, uh, be invited at some point, or maybe your producers invited to see the work that has been done. They will never work alone. That I can tell you. Okay, I want to be very clear about this because there have been some reports that they would work on their own. In your view, they would you would only see a crime warden with a police officer. You might not see the police officer, but the police officer is there somewhere. Correct. In the visibility, yes. Okay. 
Um, the reports that they're abusing their powers, how can we make sure that crime wardens do not do that? Police officer goes through quite a long period of training. Uh, crime warden doesn't. Uh, there's no time necessarily to assess them. Uh, I realize that you can check a criminal record, but I don't know how much that helps us. How can we make sure that, uh, poli- that crime wardens are not abusing powers? You know, Steve, the sad part is that um, some of these researchers and commentators, they, they, they get this information and sometimes I don't think they articulate correctly. The incident of Katlo Hong is nothing to do, the, the, the wardens and our patrollers and the police came to the scene already, this guy was being attacked by vigilante group. Okay, so actually he was saved by the same uh, people he, he says they were actually uh, uh, attacking him. That's a different story. There was an alleged drug selling and the drug trafficking in that particular area and certain people were identified and the communities with other uh, so-called uh, uh, members of the, whom I will just re, uh, describe as vigilantes attacked certain people and, and one of those uh, young men was also um, uh, um, uh, part of that. But the case has been open. If it's uh, a crime warrant, so obviously this will, go, will have to go to court and, and, and check that. But I know I know that it was because from the intelligence that we get at from the, 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 the community intelligence was that this is a group of people that are harassing and selling drugs in the particular area. They were attacked by the communities and and then obviously the, the, the wardens, because they are based in the ward with the police, actually save the day. So it's not correct what okay. you just mentioned. All right. So, so in my far as I'm concerned, in the three months period, I've never witnessed it. I'm not saying they are, they are um, exceptionally and so mm-hmm. forth, but right now, up, up to these three months. And Steve, let me tell you, every day we check the deployment. Every day we check who's deployed where, obviously through their commanders and so forth. And we will be able, we'll be the first ones to say, look, um, this is an abuse of power. This is wrong. These people must be arrested. We must protect the community, obviously, against the criminals and against the law enforcement if it's, it becomes wrong. Okay. Um, I'm sure that the, it seems that there's a dispute over the facts in this. Um, there may well be different incidents that you are referring to and Mark Hayward, our first guest, were referring to. Uh, we'll let Maybe. the courts and the police sort all of that yes. out. Uh, my point still Correct. stands in a way, and let me just explain what I mean, and let me put it to you, and I'm trying to get you to make the argument, if you see what I mean. Someone's received only two months training. How can we trust someone who's received two months training, and I, I understand in some cases now receiving a gun from the provincial government? The there's no at the deployment there was not a single crime wardens that was given an, an, a, a weapon the weapons were given after, to certain not everybody that's we must correct there are not six thousand weapons that have been given to six thousand people actually they're not six thousand i think they're about four thousand nine uh, because the others have got just recruited now to go for training now there are certain numbers steve that, and I will provide this to your to your producer. It's a number that has gone for the drone training here at the Rand Airport, the number that has gone through for the uh, cameras installation and monitoring, a number that has gone through to the uh, firearm training, a number that has gone through on uh, intelligence gathering, a number that has gone through to bylaws. So, so, so that you will get uh, and the breakdown so that you can see how how is the approach. So not everyone that you see on the street. Is, is working on that. And many of those, you, I would I would challenge at some point uh, uh, the producers to go with me to one of these operations so that you can see for yourself. But I, I will share with you this, this stats. Steve, there's no way we can we can uh, uh, um, um, not protect the communities. We, okay. That is our responsibility. And we'll make sure that uh, through the, uh, the, 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 the channels that are in place, 
We'll make sure that if the people are out of order, we will deal with that. All right. Um, TJ, there's one last point, and I appreciate what you say about being on the ground. I accept, accept that. If the provincial government, but this may be important too, if the provincial government has done something that is illegal, doesn't that make it harder for people to claim that, for, for the government to claim it, people must listen to them? Uh, to put it another way, can a government really claim to be fighting crime by breaking the law itself? Steve, um, I, I must say to you that I'm not an expert, and nor, nor do I'm a lawyer in as far as the, the Criminal Procedure Act. But what I can tell you is that even the CPF members, when, which is constitutional, when it suits the commentators, they will say to us, we are illegal, we are not doing what we're supposed to do. We are so, so they will take you through every every corner, which actually doesn't actually exist. The laws of the Republic says, unless we don't understand this, but the Criminal Procedure Act, and in terms of the wardens and the peace officers, that has been said that it's a process that is going through to that direction. But at the same time, you have community patrollers, community crime prevention wardens that you will deploy as force multiplier to the uh, law enforcement agencies. You didn't say the, the wardens are the law enforcement agents. We said they are a force multiplier. So, so it's as simple as that. How today being utilized is at the discretion of the SAPS, of the uh, traffic, of the metropolis as they see fit at a particular time. That process of making sure, I know that as we speak now, we're in legislature last week where some of these laws are being uh, crafted or sh- should I say, as you know, in the Western Cape, there is a, 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 a instruction that talks to the the, the, the wardens and obviously peace officers. You will see that also coming to court. Whether that is before time or after time, as communities, we are not worried about it. We are worried that people are doing the, the, the correct thing, the correct way within the perimeters of the law. That's all. TJ Masaleda, thank you, Chair of the Gauteng Provincial Community Police Board. In a moment, Dr. Guy Lam, the criminologist, 10 minutes to nine. Mediated Conversation on SAFM. Seven minutes to nine, continuing your mediated conversation around the Gauteng crime wardens. You've heard the arguments essentially for and against, a bit more complicated than that. Dr. Guy Lam is a criminologist at the University of Stellenbosch. Dr. Lam, good morning. We seem to have lost the line to Dr. Lamb there. My apologies. We'll have him with you in just a moment. Something happening to our phone line. Not entirely sure how or why that happened, but uh, we do seem to have lost him very quickly. We'll have him back uh, for you in just a moment. Uh, So, yeah, uh, obviously very strong views for and against crime wardens, as you've heard uh, this morning. Questions around the legality as well and around the effectiveness. So lots of different things to look at, of course, uh, with uh, with, uh, the issue of uh, the crime wardens. And just to try and get uh, Dr. Guy Lamb to explain how he sees this and whether or not it is the correct thing to actually try and manage the situation around crime that we see in our country. So yeah, just to sort of get an understanding of that. Plenty more radio to come. I suspect it's going to be quite a busy news day. The president will be in parliament a little later, I understand. So we'll probably hear more uh, from him. He'll be taking questions in parliament as well later. So I'm sure there'll be questions coming up in some way around Zimbabwe and around crime and around issues 
around uh, Lady R. All right, uh, we do seem to actually, in fact, be battling to hear from uh, Dr. Guy Lam on this. I'm not sure if uh, stage six load shedding has something to do with it or not, but it may well be the case that uh, we're battling just to hear him properly on this particular issue. But uh, we are trying to get hold of him now and trying to continue the mediated conversation to bring an end uh, to what's happened. There's also, of course, a lot more to say around this issue around crime wardens in Gauteng and the issue of violent crime generally, which has been such a issue in the last little while. So yeah, let's uh, see if we're able to continue uh, that conversation as well. Seems that reception uh, to where he is may simply have disappeared entirely. It does happen from time to time. Mediated conversation on SAFM. Well, I must apologise. Uh, we've been ab- unable to get through to our final guest. I'm not entirely sure what happened there, but uh, they were there for the first two uh, guests that you heard on the issue of the Gauteng Crime Wardens. It's a lot more to come on this particular topic. I have a sneaking suspicion there will be more conversations about it. As you heard a little earlier, TJ Masalela is the chair of the Gauteng Provincial Community Police Board, and Mark Haywood is the editor of Maverick Citizen. Um, we do, of course, uh, keep the door open, as always, uh, to hear from the Gauteng Provincial Government themselves on this. And I do expect that there will be more developments on the issue. As you know, violent crime really has uh, gone up so dramatically since the end of the pandemic. It's had such a big impact on you and on so many other people in your community as well. So I think all solutions pretty much are welcome. It is going to be a busy news day, as I said. Uh, of course, you know, at midnight tonight, the price of petrol will go up fairly dramatically over one rand seventy cents a litre diesel going up by over two rand eighty cents a litre. I know that will have a big impact on you. There'll be concerns around food prices as a result of that as well. And then at the same time, stage six load shedding will have a big impact on you as well. So sorry about that. I know it is going to be quite a busy day, but as one of my correspondents made the point earlier, there is good news. At least it's not winter. I know fairly chilly in parts of the Western Cape and the Eastern Cape, but in Gauteng, temperatures up to 32 in Tswane today. Well, we will see you uh, fairly soon. Mdu, Stanza and Mpo will be back with you tomorrow. I'm afraid I will not be with you tomorrow. I'll be back with you on Thursday, but there'll be a lot to come. I suspect uh, today the President will be asked quite difficult questions in Parliament relating to events over the last few days.